Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the second episode of Mocha Sips, an initiative by Interview Mocha. Today we are in conversation with Kathy Quigley. Kathy is the senior recruiter at Nice Optimize and has decades of recruitment experience under her belt. The moment I started talking to Kathy, I realized that I'm talking to someone who is really wise, who cares a lot about the field of recruitment and who has many many stories to share. And so there are many many nuggets of wisdom in this interview so make sure that you listen to the whole thing in this episode we basically talk about how recruiters and hiring managers can work better together how recruiters can manage expectations what are some of the things that can make a candidate undesirable and many interesting topics so yes without any further ado let's get into it so the united states canada latin america um pretty much any position other than like at the senior vp ceo level so uh senior director on down mm-hmm. uh, uh work on sales uh professional services uh finance Um uh, I don't do a lot in the marketing. Marketing has been taken over by corporate and we have a recruiter on the corporate side that specializes in marketing recruiting at this point. So I though I used to before that took effect. Um so it runs the gamut from managerial to technical. I would say the majority of our roles have some technical aspect. Uh, even our business analysts have to have a technical background um we want project managers that have done software projects so not just general software uh project managers mm-hmm. um then our uh, professional services management all has to have a uh, background in doing you know software implementation mm-hmm. really most of the roles have if if they don't have to be technical they have to have that technical background Hmm. So you know one thing that I'm observing as I compare uh, technology companies uh you know so even even we are a technology company and uh, the in comparison with with other organizations the the recruitment of the technology company is is not very high in volume for us but as far as the quality is concerned it has to be top notch. Um do you do you resonate with this do you do you agree with this? this hypothesis of mine well well yeah because unlike retail you know you're not going to hire 30 of the same thing yeah. you know it's ones and twos and ones and twos and you know we might recruit a lot of people but it is not high volume in that you know you're doing the same role over and over and over again and mm. like you said the quality is very important and that's part of the reason why we started using interview mocha is we needed you know we were doing testing internally our own tests mm-hmm. when candidates would come in to interview well that that as a long term solution wasn't good because that means we could be bringing in candidates that technically aren't capable yeah. but we're wasting all of these interviewers time because we've already scheduled the interviews Yeah. Hmm. And so so how many positions do you let's say approximately you know what what is the target for the for the month or for the year? Well, 
I usually average between 50 and 60 people a year. Okay. Yeah. You know, so the, 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 the interesting part is that I've spoken to a couple of staffing agencies where, you know, volume is the key and that job is so, so high pressure. And the target that they told me was uh, a 30, 30 job roles a month because they're actually catering to different clients. Uh, and on the other side of the spectrum, the challenge is, the challenge is not about the volume, but it's about, it's about the quality. So it's, it's quite fascinating for me to see the difference between, between these two industries. And, and there's a reason we use very little agencies hmm. because, you know, they just throw resumes at you. They don't really <laughs> qualify the candidates very well. So it, it, yeah, we, we've pretty much given it up on except for sales roles. Okay. The agency's heavily for sales roles. Okay. And so, you know, what does a typical recruitment process for you look like? You know, so how many rounds of interviews, what are the kind of assessments? Mm -hmm. So depending on the role, you know, if I'm very familiar with it, I don't involve the hiring manager until I have a candidate that I think is worthy to go to the next step. Mm -hmm. uh, depending on the role, the next step might be take a test. We'll see how you score and then we'll schedule phone screens. That's currently what we're doing like with the data scientist. I have the hiring manager look at the resumes, tell me those that he's interested in. I screen the candidates, make sure that they're going to fit into our budget. They're going to be able to do a little bit of travel that they're interested in our role because some data scientists, they don't want to work with clients. They want to work just data and ours have to work with clients. Mm. Um, and then if everything goes well on the phone screen, then we ask them to take the test. And then um, the test results I send to the hiring manager, uh, he's looking for only experienced at this point. Mm -hmm. And um, then we'd start the additional interviews. Now, depending on where they're located, it could be all phone screens. It could be coming into either the Atlanta or Hoboken office. Okay. Mm. It's usually a minimum of three rounds. My initial screening, the hiring manager screening, and then face-to-face -face interviews. Okay. And so I believe uh, interview Mocha plays a role in the first step when you are assessing yes. them. All right. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, so for software engineers, we haven't converted over to the interview MOCA test only for the new grad software engineers. So the ones that are just coming out of college. Mm -hmm. So what we did there is because we had, we had 187 people out apply for that role. So we knew there was some parameters that we wanted to make uh, clear to the candidates. Um, especially the fact that our software engineers are not spending their days coding. Hmm. They code about 30% of the time. The rest of it, they're figuring out how to make things work for a particular client. So a lot of, you know, college grads that come out, what they want to do is they want to code. That's what they want to do. So we, I first hosted a WebEx, invited all the candidates, talked to them about NICE, NICE Actimize, and the job. Mm. And, and ask them if they're still interested to email me 
and then I would send them the test. And we had, out of those 187, we had 24 come back and say they wanted to take the test. Of the 24, only eight scored well enough to come in for face-to-face -face interviews, and that's what we did. And then of the eight that came in, we're going to make offers to four of them. Mm. Nice. The face-to-face -face interviews really determined whether or not they could be client-facing. Okay. So, so uh, just to make sure I've got this correctly, the the twenty-four students who applied were assessed by using interview Mocha in this case, right? Right. Exactly. Okay, that's nice. So, uh, you know, I, I we very recently wrote this 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 article uh, known as uh, "Can Can Hiring Managers." and a recruitment team be best friends forever. And uh, I sent it to my email list, uh, I mean, interview Mocha's email list. Uh, and I got a lot of interesting feedback, you know, some, some hiring managers were like, you know, absolutely angry with the recruitment department. Uh, and uh, the, while, while the others said that, yes, uh, you know, there is a, a need for communication, more communication between the two. There is a need to have, you know, more meetings and uh, uh, the, both of them need to step up in their roles. So I was wondering, you know, with your experience, if you had, if you had any advice for recruiters as to how to, uh, you know, avoid this friction with, with the hiring manager that seems so evident these days. Well, uh, to me, too many recruiters just take a job description and start throwing candidates at a hiring manager. And, mm. and that's not how you should do it. First thing you need to do is, sit down with your hiring manager, understand what he's really looking for, he or she really need in a candidate. And then jointly come up with a plan to recruit for that role. Sometimes mm. you have to say, um, and, and I've done this with hiring managers. Okay, so this, I'll get a job description and before I even get to the meeting, I'll do a LinkedIn search, putting every single one of the requirements in. Hmm. And you come up with like 800 people in all of the United States that will fit. And I show them that. You know, I share my screen. So here's my LinkedIn search. Hmm. 800 people in all of the United States fit these requirements. Let's talk about what is really necessary. Hmm. Really, the recruiters need to drive the process. They need to educate the hiring managers. They need to bring them into the process, make them not feel like you're just throwing resumes at them and then they have to do all the work. Mm. You need to take on some of the work and make them understand what it is that you're doing before you send them the resumes, that you're not just sending them whoever mm. applies. Mm. More accountability. and uh, yes. Yeah, you, the recruiter should own the process as the expert in mm. finding and bringing people on board. Mm. You have to educate, especially new hiring managers, you have to educate them how the process works. Mm. This is insightful. Uh, I wanted to know, uh, so you, know, you did speak about how uh, almost all the roles have a technical aspect related to them. And I was just wondering if there is 
uh, you know, anything which is, uh, let's say anything in the cognitive or the aptitude area that you assess the candidates for? I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, so I said that uh, for, like you mentioned, most of the roles have a technical aspect to them. Uh, yes. So I was wondering if aptitude and cognitive abilities also have a place in your assessments? Or is it just the technical assessment? Well, I think it depends if, you know, if we're hiring junior candidates, then yes, aptitude is important to us. Okay. Uh, but when I'm hiring experienced candidates, uh, not so much, you know, we want to see that they can, if, if it's for a software engineer, we want to see that they can code, that they have um, problem solving skills, hmm. that they can think logically. So maybe aptitude for logical reasoning. I mean, that definitely is a requirement for all of our roles. Hmm. All right. And so what are a few red flags, you know, for you when you're assessing a candidate? It's a strict no-no for you when you see that. What are those red flags? Um, if they can't give me a straight answer to a question. So I run into candidates, I'll ask them, okay, so give me an example. And they go into and they're talking, we, 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 we did this, we, we, we. But I want to know what you did. And then they can't give me any details around it. Uh, so that's a huge red flag. I usually, okay, we're not going after that candidate. Um, when they can't explain their career history mm. in a logical sense, they jump from here to there and they're, they're, what they tell me about their jobs one after another, does it make any sense? Um, if they don't listen during the conversation, you know, I know it's mostly my job to listen, but if I ask a question and the answer is totally off base, they weren't listening to me. Mm -hmm. They were thinking about what they needed next to say. And in our roles, they're client facing. If they're not listening to the client, they're going to do it wrong. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a, and if they talk too much, <laughs> they give me too much detail. If they get down into, you know, sometimes it can be nervousness and I can walk them through it. But if somebody does every question to the point where I can't ask all of my questions, Hmm. They talk too much and they're not going to fit into our culture. We're a very direct, get to the point type of culture. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, okay. So how, how do you think, and, and, and I don't, don't ask this just pertaining to, you know, nice Actimize or just, just your job role, but as a whole, how do you think recruitment has changed over the years? Um, well, probably the biggest change recently is the lack of applicants. You used to not have to do a lot of search hmm. or 
some of the roles, like the software engineer, the business analyst, the project manager. I didn't have to do a lot of search. We would get a lot of applicants. Mm. That is not the case. Mm. We are searching for these people now. So that's one of the biggest. Um, probably the second biggest change is with the advent of LinkedIn, people can send you a resume. You can actually look at their LinkedIn profile to get more information and decide whether or not they're the right contact. So people need to understand that those things need to match. Yeah. Um, and technology has definitely helped a mm. lot. Mm. We used to have to, well, when I first started recruiting for Actimize, they used a test for software engineers. At that time, they were uh, growing the professional services a lot. So we were recruiting a lot of software engineers. And we were emailing people a test mm. and asking them to take it. Well, the test took two to three hours. Wow. And that was one of the first things I said. I changed after about six months. I said, we can't do this. First of all, there's a high demand for these people. Why should I take a three hour test that you emailed me to get a job when I can walk across the street and get a job at someplace else? Yeah. And it's turning people off. I said, we got to come up with a test that they can do while they're in the office. It takes me more than one hour. So that was, and now with the interview Mocha, it's even easier because I don't want to bring anybody in now and have them test while they're sitting in the office. Mm -hmm. so I want you to work with me. We'll put together a test. They can test technically before they come to the office. Mm -hmm. We don't have to, and then they can take it at their leisure, you know? So most of the candidates are working now too. You know, that's why we have to go out and search for them. Yeah. They can't be doing uh, an all-day interview session because we've got this testing that we have to do. Yeah. So those are yeah. probably the three biggest things. I, I also think uh, the focus on the experience of the candidate throughout the whole process, the, the focus on that has also increased. Uh, am, am I right when I say that? There's a lot of focus on candidate experience. Um, I, I think with hiring managers, yes. Okay. Uh, I think recruitment needs to push back on that. Mm. Uh, and, and that's the where I told you I, I put hiring managers into LinkedIn, show them what happens when they have these requirements. Mm. And some of it is they want too much experience. That also makes them usually very expensive. Yeah. So I have to see that's where you recruiters need to bring the reality. Mm. the hiring manager okay you want all this experience first of all there's not very many candidates second of all you probably can't afford them <sighs> <laughs> continuing the same chain of thought what <laughs> frustrates you about uh, the the current state of recruitment what annoys you well, I wish all organizations would start to publish a uh, salary budget. I think okay. 
that would streamline so much. First of all, you wouldn't get people that are uh, looking for a whole lot more money applying for your roles, hmm. you know, and then, then I end up screening them and not surprisingly find out that we can't afford them. Hmm. Um, the second is I, I wish applicants would take the process seriously of hmm. applying. We get way too many resumes that are not even close to the job requirements because it's just easy to click a button and send your resume. Yeah. What are they doing? How are they, how are they benefiting from that? <laughs> um, and third, I do think um, that I think uh Technology is great, but I think some organizations have gone too far. If they're letting their application system screen the resumes. Hmm. You, I know they teach people, put those keywords and stuff in a, but somebody needs to look at them. Hmm. Not just, because I think that's, there's times when I've seen Many times, actually, where I see a resume in one role, I say, hmm, not a fit here, but I have a job for this person, and I reach out to them. Mm. Mm. You know, I can, I can. I have one of our most senior people doing that. I I can correlate this with marketing. Uh, you know, in marketing also, there is a lot of automation that happens. Uh, a lot of things are actually outsourced to a software or technology. But, uh, you know, my viewpoint is that, okay, you know, I'm okay with you outsourcing stuff to a tool, but there are a few things which have to be human. Otherwise, it, it just doesn't work out for you. So I think I can just correlate marketing with with this. So... Yeah, very good point. So I want to be respectful of your time here. I just have a last few questions. Uh, okay. These are, uh, you know, like what we call them as uh, rapid fire kind of questions. Okay. Uh, are you ready? Yep. Okay. So what is your morning routine like? You're apparently, uh, what is your morning routine like? You're uh -oh. apparently an early riser. Uh, I am an early riser. I get up at five. I work out. Mm -hmm. Then I shower, eat breakfast, and I usually start working around 7 a.m. if I'm working from home. If I'm working from the office, that's when I start driving to the office. Mm -hmm. That's very early to begin, yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Tea or coffee? Tea. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, three of your favorite heroes or the people that you look up to. It could be personal, professional, anything. Um, hmm. Personally, I would say um, Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. um, Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. There were amazing people. Nice. Okay. The funniest answer that you have got for a question that you asked during the interview. <coughs> Excuse me. Does anything come to mind? 
I don't usually get very many funny answers. I get answers that you're like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, the most recent that I can think of is this kid was out of college one year and he applied for our role and he said he was ready to be a manager. You're one year out of college. Yeah, right. Give me a break. <laughs> Reality needs to hit you in the head. <laughs> okay, that's that's funny enough. All right. Uh, dogs or cats? Neither. Neither. Oh. Neither. No pets. I don't do pets. <laughs> okay. Uh, your favorite movie of all time? The Quiet Man. Okay. It's a John Wayne movie. Okay, I will check it out. I'll okay. Check. And uh, the last one is your favorite book. Oh, uh, Eye of the Needle by Ken Follett. Okay. One of the most exciting reads. You, I couldn't put it down. And, and I can still remember. I couldn't put it down. All right. <laughs> uh, Kathy, this was, uh, this was really, really, it was really nice talking to you. And I don't say it lightly. Uh, there is there is no flattery involved here. I just genuinely enjoyed the conversation, Same. And, I also, and I also learned a lot from you. Uh, I will be getting in touch with you as soon as I process it. Uh, this might take some time because, like I said, I will be going on a vacation from Monday for two weeks or so. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah, when I come back, I will process this and get in touch with you. Okay. Again. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, you're welcome. Right. Up to soon, hopefully. All right. Bye. Have a, gr have a great vacation. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation. I hope you got a lot of value from it. If you did, please give us a rating. It will help us reach out to more people. And if you have any criticism, if you have any feedback, please feel free to share it with me as well. We'll be back next week again with another exciting episode. Until then, goodbye.